Hello and welcome to Something in the Stars Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and today Amy and I discuss Halloween, dark goddesses, and the astrology forecast for November of 2019. Please sit back and enjoy. For Halloween, we have the the Venus-Mercury conjunction where Venus and Mercury are holding hands in Scorpio. And the other thing that we didn't talk about last time, too, was the fact that uh, Lilith and Hecate and the sun are all in Scorpio together. It looks really cool. <laughs> like when I look at Party it Party in Scorpio. On my when I look at it on my little program, mm-hmm. it's just it's just like, wow, there's like another uh-huh. 52 car pileup in <laughs> Scorpio. But uh, you know, we talked a little bit last time about like Venus and Scorpio Venus Venus and Scorpio, Mercury and Scorpio, like they're holding hands conjunct on Halloween when the veil is the thinnest and Venus is about relationships and creativity. Mercury is the messenger, but Mercury is slowing down and saying, I'll catch you later, girl. I got to go back and review a few things. And she's getting ready to catapult into Sagittarius. To me, there's just something about that where it's like a real opportunity for a deep dive. And then with Hakate and Lilith also being in Scorpio, it's like, it's it's kind of like the, uh, it's kind of like everybody's come to the to the death party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say everybody's just partying with Hades right now. Yeah, I know. It's kind of Persephone, like they're all just hanging out. Down yeah, there. I know. It's it's kind of like every you know. It's like you know a crossroads in death and exile. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. You know, so. I just found that really interesting for uh, Halloween, and then um, well, and death is rebirth, and yeah. you know all of that, and it's New Year's if you're, you know, yeah. in, so like, mm-hmm. it's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, actually. and the the Scorpio new moon is just a few days prior to that, which also comes into aspect with Uranus. So it's kind of there's just. How I feel about the energy going into November is that it's kind of like a shakeup of things. There's like things being, um, you know, shaken up and shook out. Uh, Not necessarily in a, not in a bad way, though. It's more of like a a digging deep and facing things. Yeah. You know? Coming to terms with stuff. Yeah. Realizations, and when when I've been looking at the news lately, <laughs> I mean, it really is. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're getting this, but it's kind of like all your secrets are coming and out. Yeah. All of this bullshit is, you know, all of this bullshit is coming out. All of you know this, all of this fakery and fuckery, yeah, <laughs> is kind of just being paraded. Is on is on parade, you know. Um, you can see the man behind the curtain. You know the Wizard yeah. of Oz, like the curtains being pulled. It's thin. You, we yeah. can see where we can all see through the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you even you even referred to Mercury going into Scorpio being like that. And so, let's, I mean, Scorpio is cut through the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like 
I don't have I don't have time for your <laughs> you know, I don't have time for your flowery words or your spin or let's, your whatever. Yeah. Just say what you mean and mean what you say and let's keep moving forward. Let's keep let's moving. Yeah. Whether it's digging Take care deep. Of this shit. Yeah. Let's get it done. Yeah. Get it done. Whether let's it's digging chop, deep. Chop. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's digging deep or flying high. Yeah. It's like one or the other. Yeah, it's one or the other. It. Shit or get off the pot yeah. kind of time. I feel like very much mm-hmm. like is the, like the the theme for like everybody. Like, I, you know, there just seems like there's some big thing that's hanging on the precipice or, you know, like a decision or a life change or yeah. just something. And it's like you either have to like move forward with it and like go or... You know, you just stay miserable and yeah. what you're doing and well, things aren't going to change. And one of the other one of the other things I've noticed, and this is something that has been striking me all month and it just kind of keeps coming up as a theme. And and that is this idea of narrative, like the narratives, the narratives that are sold to us. Mm-hmm. the narratives that we've believed to protect yeah. ourselves, the recreating of, uh, and that, well, the realization of that and then having to recreate. And relearn. The mm-hmm. narrative to, and relearn it. Like all of that stuff seems to be coming up. And the other thing that I've seen, uh, like myself included and just other people going through is like this grieving process. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. like, and it's just like, yeah, we're all, we're like all in it. Like, like with the Scorpio stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, like the sun hasn't been in Scorpio very long, but like all of these other planets, like, you know, Mercury was in there at the beginning yeah, of October and hanging out, you know, so. and then Venus went in right mm-hmm. afterwards. So we've had two personal planets planets like chilling in Scorpio for a minute chilling in the underworld yeah and now this now making this you aware of those dark thoughts and yeah those deep things that you're not always willing to yeah to look at and see yeah so I mean that's that's really the that's the vibration that we're carrying into into November so we've got that stuff going on at Halloween You know, there's just like this real opportunity for a deep dive of the relationship that we have with ourselves and other people. But then, you know, there's these other two players of like Lilith and Hakate being there. And we're going to talk about them in just a little bit as to like what they mean. Because I'm sure a lot of people are like, this is the first time you're mentioning them. Who are they? (laughs) You're going to find out. (laughs) Um, But I just I just think it's really interesting that it's like. There is this feeling of crossroads. There is, and that's that's what Hakate is queen of. She is queen of crossroads. And then Lilith is a rebellion, mm-hmm. exile, and then integration. So it's kind of how all of this is playing out. So we've got that at Halloween. On November 1st, we have we have three things that are happening. We have Mercury stationing retrograde, and he's gonna get he he she them is gonna go back through Scorpio. About I think it's about maybe up to fifteen degrees. I can't remember like how far the degree point is, but you're gonna re, you're gonna go and revisit some shit starting November first. Also November first, Venus jumps into Sagittarius. 
So Venus is taking Ooh. off the she's going on an adventure. Yeah, she's going on an adventure. So she's tra- so she's trading the the goth gear for the. Well, she's been a little heavy, you know, hanging yeah. out, you know, smoking her cloves cigarettes uh-huh. <laughs> and being goth and like being all up in her feels and just yeah. oh, you wallowing. And now she's kind of like, oh, I need to shed that, mm-hmm. shed that skin during the Scorpio. After the Scorpio and going to Sagittarius. And- yeah. Well, and she's going to be in the same place that Jupiter is in. Mm-hmm. And you've got the two benefits. And like, you know, so Jupiter is just like, hey, girl, come on in. Come <laughs> to the place that I'm chilling out in. I love being in Sagittarius. So, yeah, she's going to she's had a lot of deep, dark feels and whatever. And now it's just kind of like, OK, well, the, well what is my greater truth with all of that? You know, you can't stay in that place forever. So it's like, what is my larger truth with that? And then we have Hecate in Scorpio opposite Uranus. So when when we get to November 1st, she's at about four degrees Scorpio and she's opposite Uranus. So Uranus being the hex breaker, spell breaker, uh, thank you, April Shaley, for that. Um, sky god, <laughs> earth shaker, planet opposing asteroid Hakate. So Hakate is an asteroid, and she's named after uh, the goddess Hakate. And Hakate is known as the queen of crossroads. Uh, she's the one she shows up in the Persephone myth so she's the one where when Demeter which is Persephone's mom is all upset that she can't find her daughter it's Hecate that's just like hey Demeter Mm -hmm. I heard something and it was a scream so she sees the unseen and hears what isn't normally heard And she's also the one that says to Demeter, well, why don't we go ask Helios? Because he's up in the sky. I bet he saw something. And, you know, and then Helios admits like, yeah, I did see something, but there's nothing we can do about it. And that's when Demeter's like, fuck (laughs) y'all. Fuck y'all. Like the whole world's going to be barren. And then when that started to happen, of course, then we've got the whole Persephone myth. And then... But Hecate is also the one who played psychopomp to Persephone. So when Persephone is being ushered out of the underworld, it's Hecate who takes her. So uh, she is like, she's also the queen of witches as well. And she's uh, associated with the moon. Um, she's, she's pretty badass. I was just thinking that. I'm like, she's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's, she's the one you go to when, and don't show up without anything for fuck's sake. Don't show up without anything. But she's the one that you go to when you're at a crossroads and you're just like, I don't know what else to do. You know, that's, that's, and at least, you know, that's how, you know, I've worked with her. That's how, like, other people I know have worked with her. If you're working with her in a different way, that's great. We're not here to tell you how to do anything. But that's really what she stands for in the, in the Zodiac is that it's, she stands for, like, how you crossroads, like, how you go into 
that liminal subconscious deep space to figure shit out. And I also look at her is that it's how you witch too. You know, like that's how like and when you look for Hakate and your zodiac and your and your birth chart that's that's what she can stand for it's one of the she can stand for several things but that's one of the things that she can stand for is you know how do you how do you witch how do you how do you deal with liminal spaces and things like that so with her being opposite uranus that i mean that's kind of like a shakeup of terms so you may feel like that feeling of like something is coming something is off or something is about to move in the right direction, but I can't really see it. Yeah. You can, you can just, you just have a vibration feel or a feeling yeah. of a knowing of what it is. Yeah. Um, I would also say she's a good one to do ancestor work with, just because she is a go-between mm-hmm. between those worlds, yeah. and because this is happening on November first. <laughs> bring your coins. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, like I said, bring your shit, whatever it is, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I know, I know people there, there are some people who do like physical offerings where it's like food and well, like just like, you know, for Dia de los Muertos and the ofrendas, you know, and they have the foods mm-hmm. out and the different breads and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever their loved ones favorite things were and the flowers, yeah. you know, and all of the candles and the incense to appease them and, you yeah. know. Yeah, Welcome. I I have a I have a friend that um she and her husband they have a they have an altar and they leave out favorite favorite mm-hmm. foods and favorite tobacco and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um you know, but if that's not your jam, I I mean for me personally, like sometimes I will dance for them or you know, I will write things for them. Just what whatever it is. Bake some shit up in the oven, you know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you're like Whatever your power is. Yeah. Whatever you enjoy mm-hmm. doing while you're doing it, too. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. Sex is good, too. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's that's what's going on on November 1st. So at the 31st and the 1st are really just like, they're heavy, deep days, but they don't, to me, they don't feel... feel they don't feel that way. It's I, I really in a, do in a good way. Yeah, in a light way. If that sounds, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's kind of you know it's kind of that thing where things happen when they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And what I've been feeling lately is that a there's a lot out there that people are coming to terms with. That it's just kind of time for people to come to terms with those things. And with the way the energy is flowing, like it's going to be easier for some people than others. There are still some people who will, you know, cling and scrape and no, you're not taking me. Um, I don't like feeling uncomfortable. I don't like. I don't yeah, want to grow. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like feeling uncomfortable. You know, but. But there, so there will be some of that, but there, but there is, there's just like this opportunity to just really take a deep dive. Real quick, I just want to mention this just because we are talking about going so deep is that on November 3rd, Venus, she's in Sagittarius, so she's going to trine Chiron. So this is nice. This is like a powerful, 
easy flow of energy where it's kind of like all the shit that you dealt with and Scorpio Venus, like here's your chance to have a really good conversation with Chiron about mm-hmm. like the stuff that you need to heal up. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I put for the description was ask, practice saying or asking yes. And yes, you know, and one of the things that came up at um, another thing that's been coming up is the idea of being curious Mm-hmm. about the world oh I had that thought well I really shouldn't have that thought because that's you know that's not kind to myself or that's not kind to other people or whatever and but instead of like berating yourself like why did I have that thought yeah. or why where do does it come from yeah where is it coming from and then just like kind of analyze sit with it meditate on it yeah like follow it down the rabbit hole but don't obsess over it yeah yeah yeah, I wouldn't say obsessed, no. I think with her being in Sag now, like, Sag didn't really obsess over much of anything. He's just hitching up his wagon constantly and, kind like, being like, onward! A, looking at it, you know, from an above level, like, oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I think with Venus and Sag, it's more of an opportunity to do that, like, kind of getting into a higher vibration of it rather than, like, oh, like, way down in the depths. On November 4th, we have Mars and Libra square Pluto. So Mars has been hanging out in Libra, not his best look, <laughs> because he has to be a diplomat and he's a warrior and he's, he's a just fighter. He doesn't want to. Yeah, but he's but he's had to. He's had to sit down and strategize and <laughs> and have meetings with people. And he's just like, oh Jesus Christ! He gets to interface with Pluto, which you know they're buds. Um, but it's a square, so I feel like Mars is just kind of slogging through at this point. <laughs> like, yes, this is what I have to do. Yes, this is da 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 da. You know, and I feel like I feel like Pluto is kind of pushing it like a little bit further. Like, well, kind of like a well, I dare you. How much further do you think you can? Take? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like that tension mm-hmm. of. Like, this isn't really where I want to be, but, you know, how much more can I plow through? Like, how much more can I find? And there is kind of like an obsession there because Pluto can be obsessive. And with Mars wanting to take action like this, I mean, this might be (laughs) this might be like not the greatest day, not the best look, you know, Mm -hmm. and there could be like some para, like, I don't, yeah, like some paranoia at play, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like just, like just kind of some ickiness that's kind of coming uncovered and then just trying to plow through it. November 6th, we have Lilith. So this is the first time we're talking about Lilith. She's sextile Pluto. (laughs) This is asteroid Lilith. There's actually, there's three Liliths. There's asteroid Lilith. There's Black Moon Lilith and then Dark Moon Lilith. We're just talking about Asteroid Lilith right now. But Lilith is, uh, you know, in her mythology, she was the first woman. And she stood her ground Mm -hmm. for equality. And she paid the price. Because she was just... Still do. Yep, still does. And isn't it interesting that with Lilith being in Scorpio, I mean, she's... 
And I would think that she's probably pretty comfortable here because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, she dark re- goddess. Shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> she had to retreat to the caves with you know filled mm-hmm. with the demons because she was cast out of the Garden of Eden. Yeah, so I like she, to think that she left. Yeah, I like to think that she looked at she Adam and was like, up "Fuck and you!" Was like, yeah, fuck all y'all. Yeah, fuck I'm you, out. bro. <laughs> like I'm not. You well, know, yeah, I'm not the, standing you know, here. it's the male propaganda. I told her she had to go. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so th- so there's her of rebellion, you know, saying, fuck y'all, I'm out. And then there's her in exile where she's... And it's kind of like, yeah, she stood her ground, but now she's she's living in exile. She's with demons. She's being mm-hmm. demonized, too. Like, yeah. oh, she was so bad. Yeah. And then... You know, but going to the higher vibration, this almost and you know what did we talk about with Scorpio, the Scorpion, the Eagle, the Phoenix. Phoenix. You know, Lilith is at her highest vibration when she integrates all of this. Mm-hmm. When she can be the rebel, be in exile, but be whole within herself. Mm-hmm. So, Lilith sextile Pluto. <laughs> I just, yeah, I look at this as, like, a very, like, grounded, heart-centered moment where it is, it's like, some people may be experiencing this as, like, an integration of, like, and this this will happen for, you know, woman, man, non-binary, you know, whatever. You've got masculine and feminine energy within you. Like, I think this will be like aha moments of like people integrating like the times that they rebelled, the times that they were in exile and and then integrating all of that. So they are uh, a, you know, feel within themselves that they are a whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really think we could see that play out as well. So, God, I love Scorpio season. (laughs) It's so meaty. (laughs) Meaty. (laughs) Um, November 8th, Saturn sextile Neptune. Uh, So Saturn in Capricorn, Neptune in Pisces. This is kind of like... Uh, your dad talking to you or some type of father figure authoritarian talking to you about your your dreams and because it's an easy flow of energy it's kind of like well if you want your dreams to come true you know what you got to do follow the rules and set goals and be realistic and blah 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 I think it'll be that it'll it'll be that kind of conversation. Nothing too exciting, but it's also one of those necessary yeah, like spreadsheets. Like not very fun, but it is actually yeah. true. It does, yeah. you know. Work. I mean, on the one hand, you've got you know your Lilith and your Hakate, like you know churning up all of this shit. You've got Mercury, you know, fucking off retrograde. <laughs> And, you know, going back over some stuff, you know, going in Saturn, bicycle. yeah, Saturn is kind of coming into Neptune and being like, like, I, I imagine Saturn's just kind of looking at everybody in Scorpio going, okay, that, 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 that's a thing that's happening. Okay. So Neptune, come here for a second. <laughs> uh, let's, I need you to help me out with these guys. <laughs> Shit. I'm asking you for help. Like, you know, so. 
But I think it could be a very, I, even though like Neptune is kind of like, woo, I think with Saturn, it could be a very grounding energy, especially with it being a sextile. November 9th, the hits just, okay, so November 9th, we have two things happening. We have Sun and Scorpio sextile Saturn. Um, this is nice, too, because we're having the Neptune Saturn thing, and then we've got the Sun Saturn thing. So this is kind of like a resolving with ego as well. You know, so it's like, here's your dream that you're working on. Here's some practical stuff to go with it. Here's your ego. Let's talk about the practicality of that. Again, nothing that's that exciting. You know, it might feel like being in a, in a meeting with a rigorous agenda, but by the same token, you've got all of that other stuff kind of being churned up. So we probably do need Saturn as like that grounding energy, especially with it being in Capricorn. It can be very grounding. Also in the ninth, we have the Sun and Scorpio try Neptune. So now the Sun is getting in on this like woo-woo conversation with Neptune. I don't think that will be as grounding, but... I think given like all of the conversation happening with like deep dark depths and trying to integrate things like exile and rebellion and parts of ourselves we've abandoned, I think the sun having that conversation with Neptune because Neptune is we dream. I actually think that might be really nice. It's kind of a flow balancing. Yeah. Yeah, That'll be able to balance a little bit because like it's buoyant. Yeah. And we're kind of in, I mean, it's, to me, this is kind of an extreme time, mm-hmm. but again, I don't feel like it's a bad thing. No. You know, it's kind of like one of those things where it's it's ripping the Band-Aid off. It's like, oh, it's a necessary or, thing. Y- y- or, you know, that thing that, you know, you know, you know you're going to have to do it. You know it's going to come to a head. And finally, I think you're just reaching that the time mm-hmm. that you just decide, fuck it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's time. Yeah. I also think, too, it's going to be a time where if there's been that gnawing at the back of your brain about a change that's coming or something that you think you know, but you weren't sure about or whatever, there's going to be like a, a reveal moment. And it might be something that's pretty small or I mean, it could be really big, too. But there's just there's just like this feeling of reveal mm-hmm. as well that's coming into play. November 10th, Mercury retrograde. So Mercury and Scorpio, sextile Pluto. So we had this already. So let me just give, they're at the bottom of my notes. Let me just give the dates on this. So Mercury is going to, because it's going back over some stuff, I'm just going to give some dates for people. So Mercury sextiled Saturn on October 14th and November 13th and then will again on the 30th of November and then Mercury sextiled Pluto on the 19th and November 10th and then the last hit is on December 2nd. So just take those with you on November 13th what we're talking about here. November 10th, sorry, on November 10th, Mercury retrograde will sextile Pluto. We've already been through this. So look back on what was going on on October, what was it, 14th. 
And because when we get retrogrades, we get a beginning, middle, and end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So see what the story was playing out. Normally with, you know, Mercury is all about thoughts and communication. So what is manifesting with this deep dive that Mercury is taking? So that's, that's how I would look at that. On November 11th, Mars is sextile Jupiter. So Mars is in Libra and Jupiter is in Sagittarius. So I put warrior meets jovial traveler. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean that's how I that's how I look at that. It's just it's um it's Jupiter saying, "Hey, where are you headed?" <laughs> and Jupiter and Mars is just like, "I'm trying to get through Libra right now." <laughs> You know, that's really funny that you say that because that is how I envision, like, me and Joy's relationship. (laughs) Oh, yeah? I'm the warrior and he's the jovial traveler. I can totally see that. Yeah, Yeah. like, because I'm always, like, so, like, serious and, like, you know, deep in thoughts and, you know, he's like, dude, you don't always have to think so deep with everything. (laughs) And he's like, you know, why don't we go get some tacos or, you know, let's go on an adventure to Illinois for beer. Why not? You know? Yeah. So it totally, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Just, I don't know, it's totally an aside, but. But no, that, but that, but yeah. that's, but that's, but that's a good way to, uh, that's a good way to put it. Is that you know Mars is like I'm trying to slog through. Yep. I'm trying to be diplomatic. I'm yep. trying to learn new skills. And <laughs> and Sagittarius is just like, chill, man. Just you're you're gonna get through it. It's all good. You know what you what you been up to? Want to <laughs> hang out? Like that's, and so that actually that actually might be a de- that actually might be a decent day where. The because you know Jupiter and Sag you know, is all about the possibility, mm-hmm. and I think that'll give some buoyancy to Mars, where it's like, okay, like I can see the good thing about being in this position, yeah. you know. So hopefully there will be some buoyancy there. Uh, November twelfth, full moon in Taurus. So the tor- so the moon is exalted in the sign of Taurus. So this is this is super awesome because so the moon is like I'm happy. <laughs> the only thing is is that Uranus is also in Taurus. So anytime we get a moon trucking through Taurus, <laughs> we have to we get a conjunction with Uranus. And Uranus <laughs> Spellbreaker, hexbreaker, earthshaker, whatever. So our emotional world, <laughs> um, even though uh, it's in its it's in its exalted place, there might be a bit of shakeup. So anytime I think of of Taurus, I always think of Ferdinand, mm-hmm. the bull. Yeah, I love Ferdinand because he just wanted to smell the flowers, and you know, but then he gets stung. By the bee, and he's the and he gets all obnoxious, and then they're like, and then they were like, oh, you know that bull is so violent, and Mm -hmm. then they take him to I know like the whole like bullfighting thing, but like, you know, and then he shows that you know he's just this sweet, 
you know, lazy. (laughs) I just want to smell the flowers bull. So that's kind of how I look at this with um, your the Uranus conjunction with the moon is that it's like, you might just be like, yay, I just want to smell the flowers. But then something may come and sting you on your ass. And you're like, now I have to deal with something and I have to deal with it on an emotional level. Um, but still, I, I feel like the moon is poised and in a good place to deal with that. It might be a self-indulgent moon, too. Like you might just want to you might just want to chill out. And then if something stings you in your ass, you may just want to like eat your feelings. Yeah. So just be mindful go of shopping. that. Yeah, go shopping. Some therapy. Yeah, it's a very Taurus thing to do. Yeah, yeah, the spend yeah money, anything that has to do with like the senses. Yeah, yeah. Home. There also could be like a shakeup too of like, hey, let's go do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and you may end up being like, where did you know? How did I just spend two hundred dollars or whatever? <laughs> so there could be it could be adventure time. It could be something stinging you on your ass. It could be just like lazy indulgent time. Um, just some, I mean, it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just something to be mindful of. On November 13th, we have three things happening. Oh my God, this month is freaking busy. I know when I was reading your write up, I was like, holy shit. It's going to yeah. be a two hour podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> God. Settle Jeez, up, Louise. bitches. Um, you're sitting on your donuts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, November 13th, Sun and Scorpio, sextile Pluto, uh, Venus and Sag squares Neptune, and then Mercury sextile Saturn. So this is a, so Mercury sextile Saturn, we had that hit already. And then Venus and Sagittarius square Neptune. This day might be filled with whimsy, but again, it's that kind of thing of like, it could cost you. Because, you know, Venus and Neptune, they get along you know, it's not like it's not like you've got two malefics like trying to mm-hmm. duke it out or whatever, um, like a Mars Saturn square or whatever. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like you might get lost in daydreams, you might get lost in you know whimsy, and then like a few days later, it was like, well, what was that all about? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, Sun and Scorpio sextile Pluto. This is the power game. This is this is power. This is ego. This is uh, secrets, the deep, dark places. But it's sextile. So what I would say to that is that there's at least a good conversation between Pluto and the sun. There can definitely there there can definitely be that conversation about where, you know, if there's a power struggle, where it is. How you can get through it. It's kind of identifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's really just, yeah, just a way of identifying, like, you know, here is here all of it is. And kind of drawing the line, be like, all right, it's in putting all the pieces in the of the puzzle. Yeah. In, in the right yeah. places. And kind of yeah. be like, oh. Yeah. That's a thing that happened. Again, it's about being curious. And, like, I, I think a sextile probably allows for more curiosity at least it's easier to be curious mm. the problem is is that sometimes we can get lazy when it's an easy flow of energy because yeah. well we don't have to work as hard yeah but then we might miss something so it's kind of it's kind of that whole thing too talked about mercury sextile saturn i just bet that this is good 
good grounded conversation about old narratives. So, and I think too, and I guess I can speak to that right now. When we're when with Mercury going back retrograde, uh, with, with going back retrograde mm-hmm. with Mercury retrograde, going back over all of this stuff, we can have that conversation again about the narratives we tell ourselves, the narratives we've been told, all of that. I really think that's what the Mercury Scorpio thing is about and then with it being sextile pluto it's just another like added bonus of like here let me make it a little you know i think you you'll be able to see it this time at a from a different perspective and get a little bit more of an aha moment yeah about things yeah perhaps well and this is also (coughs) this is also a good time to like to go back in your journal (laughs) what was going on at around October 14th because Mm -hmm. that was you know the beginning of that story Uh, November 14th Mercury trine Neptune um, this this is just another daydream day so this is another I'm trying to balance out between like all of the churning up of things and Allowing ourselves to dream a little bit. November 19th, two very important things. Well, I shouldn't say very. Two things happen that are of significance on November 19th. Mars enters Scorpio. Ooh. Yeah. It's the day after my birthday. Huh? Yeah. So uh, in traditional. With some fighting energy. Yeah. So in traditional astrology, uh, Mars is rules Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And Aries. So Mars is in a home place. So Mars is just like, fuck yes. He's at his height. I am out of the throne room. Mm -hmm. And I'm in Scorpio's domain of, you know, I'm down in the underworld. Mars can get a lot done there. Mm -hmm. So I look at that as a really good time, too. Also, Mars won't be squaring all of that stuff that's in Capricorn. It'll be in sextile with all of the stuff in Capricorn. So uh, South Node is still there. Pluto and Saturn are there. Like, so Mars will be having a good conversation with them rather than like, how do I be a diplomat? You know, Mm -hmm. like, it'll just be... It'll, it'll be a better, better flow. Yeah, it'll be a better conversation, even though it is like malefic against malefic. Uh, I I would hope that it would be constructive. Yeah. Might not be easy. Yeah. But I, I would hope that it would at least be constructive with the sextile energy. And on November 19th, Mercury stations direct. Now we still get that shadow period. Mm-hmm. For like a week and a half. I think it's December 2nd or what, or December 5th that it's finally like out of shadow phase. Mm-hmm. But we can start to breathe a little easier then, yeah. you know, if your toaster has been exploding. <laughs> or like at my office where all of a sudden the owners of the company, neither of them can print in color. Yeah. Oh. That's I I always love the office mishaps of Mercury retrograde. It's it's hilarious Ugh. actually and what's even funnier is I'm pretty sure they think I'm some sort of tech fairy. <laughs> because 
um, they've stopped calling our um, IT company like mm-hmm. for every little thing. They'll just call Amy. Come here. Yeah. Fix this. Look at this. <laughs> and seventy five percent of the time, I make it work. Yeah. I fix it. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know what I do. <laughs> But I make it work. But I just I'm scenario. I, and yesterday when it, that happened, I just giggled. I was like, "Yep." I was like, "Shadow phase, Mercury yep. retrograde." I was like, "It's starting." Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are not. That's the only thing that I really like to dislike about Mercury retrograde is when it's that trickster shit of like, "I just lost your file," and you're like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I really don't want to retype this or whatever. <laughs> So we'll start to feel some forward motion on that. So now he's going to be trucking through Scorpio on his way out. On November 20th, though, Mercury is conjunct asteroid Hakate. So, you know, he was holding hands with Venus at the very beginning of the month before he said, hey, see you, girl. You know, I'll check you later. And she's like, I'm going to Sagittarius. I'll see you later. So now he's holding hands with Hakate. So he had one goddess and she's, you know, she had like the dark goddess look going on because mm-hmm. that's the energy that she was Within, in. Yeah. But that's not necessarily who, who she, she is. is. Yeah. Hakate is. is the dark <laughs> goddess. <laughs> so Mercury is going to be holding hands with her. This is again... Another opportunity to revisit maybe the stuff that happened a couple of weeks ago, because mm-hmm. you know how st- you know you know how stuff happens is that there's kind of like this, uh, you know, there's kind of like this m- this moment of like something has changed, but then you have to integrate it. Mm-hmm. Like I have a feeling that this will be the opportunity for that to happen because you might have gone to the crossroads in the beginning and been like I really don't know what the hell I'm doing and then working through this process you might have started to get an idea so this is kind of like with Mercury and her holding hands this is probably a good time to be like okay what direction Mm -hmm. again don't show up without anything (laughs) (laughs) but you know you can you can ask what direction yeah the only thing is though is that and the only I mean, the only thing is, though, is that this is the kind of thing where it's like, be prepared to work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really want an answer, you'll get an answer. Yeah. And this is the energy to do it under. But you've got to be prepared to receive the answer that you receive. And under- it might not be the one that you want. Might not be the expecting. one that you want. Yeah, it might not be the one that you want. So go there prepared, knowing, you know, if that's what you you know, if you're really mm-hmm. looking for that direction, just know it might not be the answer that you want, but it might be the answer that you need. Yep. So that's all I'm going to say about that. November 24th. This is really wonderful. Venus conjunct Jupiter. So Venus and Jupiter and Sagittarius together. Jupiter is finishing his time in Sagittarius. If there's anything that's kept us afloat this year, it's been the fact that Jupiter has been in his home place of Sag, but he's getting ready to leave. And Venus comes by and gives Jupiter a kiss on the cheek. 
And I really look at this as like, it's her telling Jupiter, you're about to go into Capricorn. It's going to be okay. Because Jupiter is in fall position in Capricorn. Not a good look for Mm -hmm. Jupiter. Not a good look. And just to give you some, just to give you some history to this, the last time we had Jupiter and Capricorn was in 2008. Do you remember what happened in 2008? Obama. Obama. But what happened before Obama? The crash. Mm. The banking stuffs. Mm-hmm. The banking fuckery. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's got, and it, but it just goes to show with astrology, it's always mm-hmm. it's always it's a caring. mixed bag. Yeah. You know, there's good things about it because mm-hmm. you know the fuckery was revealed, mm-hmm. and then we nominated someone. At least I think that's how. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we nominated someone who was just like, yes, we can. Yeah, get rid of this fuckery. <laughs> get, get rid of this fuckery. Fuckery. You know. So it's kind of it's kind of that thing, mm-hmm. but I just two feel sides to every coin. Two, yeah, it's always two sides to every coin. And at the end of the day, the um, planets are just they're just doing their little dance mm-hmm. and they're singing their song. And then we have we have to figure we have to figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, but I feel like she's just coming by Jupiter and giving him a little kiss and just being like, you know, it's going to be okay, and I love you, and that's going to be that's going to be a really nice day. I think just in terms of like there'll just be some good feels. Mm-hmm. We've had so much time yeah. with all of this Scorpio and stuff, darkness and heaviness, and heaviness and all so of this. Some levity will be, good. and I think this will just provide some levity. And then on, we're getting towards the end of the month. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> November twenty sixth. This is great. Uh, we have a new moon in Sagittarius. And the moon will trine Chiron. Uh, so philosopher and philosopher get to just hang out <laughs> and talk about all the things. I really look at this as like this is a higher self new moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, you know, if we talk about like setting intentions at a new moon and stuff like that, it's like you've gone through all of the underworld stuff. This is your opportunity to you know, set your intentions of like the bigger picture, the higher philosophy, mm-hmm. you know, alignment, you know, just all, all of those buzzwords that we mm-hmm. like so much yes. and, and woo-woo land. But um, but it's also around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so Sagittarius, new moon, you know, Jupiter, Jupiter makes everything bigger. You know, so I think I, that's what, and that's what I think of. I think of Thanksgiving. I think of like stuffing yourself so much mm-hmm. that like you're uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and you just like lay down next to the table, and you're like, "Sure, <laughs> I'll have some more. Just cram it into my face while I undo my belt." Mm-hmm. Like, so I look at this as like a a new moon where we can really have some expansive ideas. Jupiter's. Still, you know, the moon's going to swing by Jupiter, too, and because um, Jupiter is still in Sagittarius, about to leave, but 
Jupiter is still there. So it's kind of like that last little bit of, mm-hmm. of Jupiter goodness we can get. So it's kind of, I really look at it as kind of like set your intention of going all in. Like whatever you've, you know, whatever place you've come to and wherever you want to take it. Like I just look at it as a new moon where you can just go all in. Mm-hmm. Take that leap. Yeah, take the leap. On November 30th, we have the final Mercury sextile Saturn. So we had the first one on October 14th, then November 13th, now November 30th. Mercury having that, Mercury in in Scorpio having that conversation with Saturn of like all of these thoughts and all of these deep, dark depths. How am I working with that to manifest what I want in my life? That's the final chapter of that story. And then... On December 2nd, and I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about December just because I think this is important. On December 2nd, Jupiter does enter Capricorn. So Jupiter says goodbye to Sagittarius. I'm so sad about this. (laughs) But it doesn't mean that it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing, you know. But it's just that whole, like, Jupiter was at home and feeling so awesome. Now he's going to be in Capricorn, where Capricorn's... Because Jupiter's going to be like, I expand. And Capricorn's going to be like, I build prisons. (laughs) Get to getting. (laughs) And structure. And governments. And Jupiter's just going to be like, hmm. (laughs) And and I don't know what kind of Jupiter we're going to get. Are we going to get, like, angry Jupiter? Are we going to get, like... Or are we going to get like constructive work Jupiter where Jupiter is like, yes, I will build all of the things. It's going to be, again, it's going to be like, I don't know what we're going to get, but it's going to be interesting one way or the other. (laughs) (laughs) And we're just marching closer to that Saturn-Pluto conjunction in January. You and I really need to do a pod (laughs) about that one. And... Also, on December 2nd, we get the final um, Mercury sextile Pluto. So the first one was on October 19th. The second one was on November 10th. And then the last one is here on December 2nd. So that's Mercury having a constructive conversation with Pluto. So that takes us to the end of November and into just the first little bit of December. So I think November is going to be fun. Yeah, I think November, November is, I really do think it's going to be, it's going to be cool. There's just, I feel like there's just all of these opportunities for a lot of really good work to be Mm -hmm. done. Yeah. And a lot of, I think there's a lot of really good work to be done and a lot of narratives that can change. I think there's more uh, opportunity for authenticity and mm-hmm. genuineness that can be found as hard as that might be to step into. I just I just think it's a really good opportunity for that. So any other thoughts on November? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Yeah, isn't it kind it? of is. I was just like, wow, that's uh, I was just kept thinking. I was like, wow, there's a lot. Yeah, there's, a, it's like, it just keeps going mm-hmm. and going mm-hmm. and going. I remember when I sent you the notes, I was like, shit, this is long. <laughs> one one day we'll do a pod that's like five. 
<laughs> I just, but I don't know. I just feel like, because there were some aspects that I was like, well, maybe I could take that one out. It's like, well, no, but no, that plays so well yeah. on the other things because, yeah, we've got like, we've still got the Scorpio stuff going on. Mercury going, you know, Mercury retrograde is is making sure that like all of that deep dark stuff is getting addressed but then mm-hmm. we've also got the the neptune stuff at at play <laughs> that's trying to have a couple of daydream days and mm-hmm. then we've got venus co-present with jupiter which is going to have like this nice undercurrent too so you know what i'm hoping is that the feeling that people will tap into is that there's work to be done it's a really good opportunity and there's enough feel-good vibe that, that you're looking forward. That, yeah, and that you're gonna enjoy the work. Yeah, that, that you're, you're doing. gonna. Yeah, that you're gonna enjoy the work. That it's that you know. There's like this inner knowing that it's leading you to a better the end place. Result. Yes. So, with that, I think it's time to pull some cards. So now is the time in the show when we pull some cards. We're going to pull for November. And the first card is the energy that we have coming into November. And I pulled the green man. I'm using uh, the Wildwood Tarot. And every time I see this card, I always think of typo negative (laughs) because... I'm totally forgetting his name right now. Peter Steele. Peter Steele, because didn't he refer to himself as the Green Man? Mm. So, yeah. But the Green Man in the Wildwood Tarot, think of this as the Emperor. So this is basically law of nature and following the law of nature and the natural law. And so that's the energy that we've got going into it. It's also... Very, because like you can see, he's like a tree man. He's mm-hmm. like standing over a cauldron. cauldron. So I, it's also got like this vibe of like, what are you making? You know, what are you? What are you bringing into your what, world? Yeah, what are you bringing into your world? We've also got the whole fact that we're going to be in pretty liminal space Mm -hmm. you know because the veil is thin and I always look at the veil being thin like yeah sure it's it's like before it's like before Halloween but then after like all I look at it as all the way up till the winter solstice Mm -hmm. because it just keeps getting darker and darker and darker and darker and darker and and then boom and then it's like wee like that's kind of how so I mean I look at October like starting it kind of for me it starts with the equinox Mm -hmm. And then, like, it just starts to get thinner and thinner and thinner. And then it kind of, like, that's, like, the peak. And then it just mm-hmm. kind of keeps going until the solstice. So the energy we're starting with is the green man. Um, where our task for the month is... Oh, Ten of Arrows, instruction. So this is basically learning all the things. And this has to do with ancestral work as well, because it's like, what 
has been passed down through the generations and what are you going to pass on? What are your patterns? Yeah. What are, yeah, what are your patterns? What do you need to work on? Um, and also, too, I would think, what can you learn from other people as well? So that is our task for the month. And then finally, our conclusion is, oh, yes. Six of Vessels Reunion. This card is so beautiful because it's just, it's got those six vessels and they're just floating towards this like cave waterfall thing. And I, and you know, there's this woods, the the woods behind it. And I really do look at this as like for all the work that we're doing this month, you know, coming into it with the green man of like, what is the natural law? What are we putting together in our cauldrons you know what are we manifesting Mm -hmm. um and then instruction with the ten of arrows you know what are what are our thoughts what are what is our learning uh that we're going through and then to bring it to reunion with the six of vessels it's kind of like this is this could be a return to parts abandoned this could be a reunion with you know, the, uh, what am I trying to say? This could be a reunion with like old self, because let's face it, like mm-hmm. even our old self had things that were, you know, lovable about it. Yeah. You know, this could be reunion with other people or that like are long you talked gone. About with Lilith, reintegration. Yeah, reint. Yeah, exactly, reintegration. Re-in- so, so yeah. Oh, that's a lovely card. So yeah. And I mean, this is what we talked about, too, with, you know, the churning up of everything, but then having that nice flowing vibe underneath that kind of brings us to this new place, which could very well be a place that we've been before, but I just forgot about. So with that... I think we've got November. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> My stars. So, until next time, take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at somethinginthestars.com. Until next time, take care.